Good morning out there to all of you podcasters, and a special good morning to those of you who are listening as a family. It's so important that we give the wisdom of Scripture to our children before they um, grow up and move out. So, way to go. Way to pass down the wisdom of God to the next generation. You are listening to the Wisdom for All of Life podcast. I am Pastor Brandon Neely, and this is a part of my teaching ministry at Christ Church of Acadiana in southwest Louisiana. Today we're going to be looking at Ecclesiastes chapter 2 and verse 1. Let me read that for us. Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verse 1. I said in my heart, Come now, I will test you with pleasure. Enjoy yourself. But behold, this also was vanity. Having a, a little uh, contest inside of his own heart, inside of his own mind, the soul doctor, who we, who we know as wise King Solomon, he is not in a, a good place. No, he's remembering some of the times in his earlier life when he didn't understand the meaning of life, when things were not going well, when life had let him down. And so he began to think inside of his own heart and inside of his own mind that perhaps he could find meaning and significance in life, ultimate pleasure and delight in pleasures. But he learned, and it didn't take long, that this too was vanity. I'm reminded of a TV interview with Ronda Rousey. You know, Ronda Rousey is a famous mixed martial arts female fighter. And she at one point in time was the world champion. Now, when this particular interview took place, she had recently lost, and I think it was the first time she had ever lost, and she lost bad, and she was hurt. And she said in this TV interview, listen to what she says. She, she says, I was down in the corner of the medical room, and I was like, what am I anymore if I'm not this? I was literally sitting there and thinking about killing myself. She said, in that exact second, I'm like, I'm nothing. I think this episode really captures the spirit of Solomon in this stage of his life. Vanity. All that she thought made life worth living was letting her down. So, you know, just like Solomon, she would begin to look for life, real life, true life, meaning in life outside of the ring. She said this in the interview. She continued. She said, to be honest, I looked up and I saw my man Travis standing there. And I looked up at him and I was just like, I need to have his babies. I need to stay alive. Well, later she said on the Ellen show, I want to fight Holly. That's what she told Ellen with a big smile on her face. I want to beat her and make everything right again. You see, she looked to winning, to achievement, to fame, to fighting, most specifically. Then when it failed... She looked to family life, to romantic love, and to children. Like the typical man's dream, and then the typical woman's dream. And then she reverted back again. Do you see what's happening here? She doesn't yet realize that she's chasing the wind. As soon as she takes hold of it, or thinks she has, it's gone. As soon as she, fe she feels as though her sails are full and she's moving along, she's in the doldrums again. See, she's looking in the wrong direction. She's trapped inside this, this life here under the sun, and all she can find 
is vanity. It's really a sad thing. And this is where Solomon was at this particular stage of his life. Now, Solomon, the author of Ecclesiastes, was much more wealthy and powerful than Ronda Rousey. So he had all the options in all the world open to him, and he turned to all of them. And if you want to read of all the various things that he tried, you can read Ecclesiastes chapter 2. But it included laughing and cutting up with friends and partying and pranks, sporting events and festivals and movie nights and Netflix binges. Well, maybe not that particularly, but that's the sort of stuff we're talking about. Also, he turned to alcohol and intoxication and, and Cajun cannabis, all of the above. And for the king, everything was legal. You know that, right? All these quickly became vain for him and pleasureless. He turned to ambition and the building of great works, to architecture and artistry and achievement. He built gardens and houses and temples. His face was on the cover of Fortune magazine. His face was on the cover of coins. And in the end, it dawned on him that the complete joys of this world will never satisfy the heart. And trying to fill the heart full with this life is vain. It's like trying to chase the wind. You'll never catch it. And then you'll die. And that's what really makes life vain. So, what do we do, Pastor? What do we Christians who know about life somewhere over the sun, know about that heavenly life, that abundant life that Christ came into this world to give us, what do we do? Are we party poopers and spoil sports? Do we take the fun out of life and reject all pleasure? Well, no, absolutely not. That's actually another form of vanity. No, we don't reject the good pleasures of this life. They're from God. We don't feel guilty about it either. We enjoy all of the pleasures and the privilege and the power and the wealth, whatever God has given us. We enjoy our family, our children. We have no need to feel guilty about that at all, even if the world would pour condemnation and guilt on us on account of it. We don't feel the guilt. We, have don't, we don't have condemnation being in Christ. We enjoy our days off, our children, our vacations, our food, and our wine. These are what make life bearable sometimes. These are gifts from our Lord. We eat, drink, and be merry, for yesterday we were dead. We laugh and we feast. We learn to enjoy this life here under the sun but we do it as unto the Lord. In other words, whatever we do, whether it be eating or drinking, we do it to the glory of God. But what does that mean? Well, it means a lot. And it takes a long time to, to begin to understand all the various dimensions of what that means. But let me just say a few things for you. One, it means that you stay within the guidelines He's given to you. Each and every pleasure that he gives to you comes with particular guidelines. These guidelines are not to ruin your joy. They are to extend it. They're not to take away your life, but to help you enjoy it even further. Let's take sex and, and romance and marriage, for example. These are things that are done within the guidelines that God has established inside the institution that he has built called marriage. Outside of it, well, it's like a fire outside of the fireplace. But inside of it, there's warmth. There's usefulness. There's beauty. Oh, fire is a great thing if kept within the proper bound lines inside the fireplace. But outside of it, it's destroying, soul-destroying. It means when we glorify God in all that we do and we enjoy life unto the Lord, it means rather than toiling 
and laboring and striving for pleasure, we learn to enjoy it for what it is. We receive it as it comes to us. It's a gift from God. It's not God himself. It will not ultimately satisfy us, but it tastes delicious. It comes, we give thanks. It goes, we give thanks. We win some, we lose some. We don't hold it with too tight of a grasp. It's not what makes life worth living. It's not the good life. It's not the meaning of life. It's a blessing, a temporary blessing from the Lord. What does it mean to to receive all things with thanksgiving as unto the Lord? It means moderation as well. It means we enjoy the pleasures of this world in balance with our duties. It means we enjoy this life with God and not as though this life is God. It means thanksgiving and gratitude. It means contentment, learning contentment with what he has given us and not lusting and coveting after all those things he has not given us. Well, it means a lot. But whatever you do, Whatever you do, don't forget what I think is going to become Solomon's main point in these chapters as they unfold. What does it mean to eat and drink and be merry for yesterday we were dead? What does it mean to to eat and drink and enjoy life as unto the Lord and for the glory of God? It doesn't mean to forego the pleasures of this world. It means a lot, but it doesn't mean that. I think that mainly what Solomon means here is this. It means that we learn more and more to enjoy them. We enjoy the pleasures of this life. Notice the joy in enjoy, the joy that leads to rejoicing. It's all connected. What does it mean to eat to the glory of God? It means we feast. Like when Papa used to bring you out to get an icy, you had a childlike fun. You take it as it comes, you take it as it goes, And with each new day, a wonderful surprise waiting for you right around the corner. Well, we're going to get into this more and more because this is really the heart of what this book is all about. But for now, this has been another episode of the Wisdom for All of Life podcast. I'm Brandon Neely. And if you would do this for me, if this show is a blessing to you, would you go on iTunes? You just scroll down to the bottom of the screen, give it a rating and give it a little review. That helps to uh, spread the news in the in the uh, the almighty algorithms of iTunes. Or you could probably uh, also share it on social media. That'd be great. But whatever you could do to help me uh, build this particular platform would be much appreciated. But before we go, remember this. If Christ has called you to it, He'll equip you, He'll protect you, and He'll bless you along the way. <laughs>